Now, we do have a bit of time. Do you want to talk about a very, very interesting topic that you sort of alluded to? Well, not sort of alluded to, but you sort of uh, hinted at during our text message discussions. Well, I'm not sure which interesting talk- topic you're talking about because I mentioned two. <laughs> and you're just I know. sort of hinting at one and I don't know which one you're hinting at. All right. So, okay, I, I meant two topics then, if that's the case. Which one? Okay. Why, why don't you explain to the, view, uh, to the listeners of what we're talking about? Well, first, a very quick shout out because the United States beat Jamaica 1 0 tonight to move on to the semifinal of the Gold Cup for the 11th consecutive year. Woo! They were absolutely awful, but you know, they won. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Eleni United's Miles Robinson, who was easily the man of the match. I wonder how much longer he will be playing for Eleni United. Until, you know, someone from Europe decides, hey, we're going to sign this kid. I think he's at least athletic enough to be able to hang around at a championship level. He's only 24. I would be surprised if he stays in MLS much longer. Everyone's now bringing out the Diego Simeone-esque quotes about Greg Berhalter, even though Diego Simeone is miles better of a manager than Greg Berhalter is. And I still have so many questions about Greg Berhalter, but, you know, the United States is in the Gold Cup semifinal. They're going to play Qatar on Thursday because Qatar is in the Gold Cup for some reason. Wait, did you know, bro, Qatar is in North America, man. (laughs) (sighs) This is something I could go on an an ages-long rant about, but basically Qatar it's part of Qatar's like kissing babies tour around the world just to make sure people think positively about them and not about everything about uh, for everything about how awful this upcoming World Cup's going to be. But yeah, they're in the semifinal of the Gold Cup for whatever reason. The United States plays them and they would play the winner of Mexico and Canada if they beat Qatar in the semifinal. Whoa. So basically Mexico. Yo. <laughs> Yeah. And the United States got to the semifinal without playing well at all, but you know it's the Gold Cup, so you can get to the semifinal of this competition without playing well. But the, yes, uh, the uh, go ahead if you're going to say something. I was going to say, did Leon Bailey play for Jamaica? He did not. Uh. It's very weird his relationship with the Jamaican coach and the Jamaican Football Federation. Obviously, a talented player, but I just don't think he's in the preferences of the people who run the Jamaican national team. People were speculating that, oh, he's being left out because he's finalizing a move to Aston Villa, but I don't think he would be left out of a very important game for Jamaica because of some transfer move. He would still be playing if the manager wanted to play him. Oh. Oh, yeah, and also uh, shout-out to Schalke's Matthew Hoppe, who scored the winner in the 83rd minute in a game the United States probably shouldn't have won. But good for him. Maybe he'll get his move away from Schalke because no one deserves that kind of suffering. Yo. (laughs) Why why are you doing Schalke dirty? I mean, to be honest, it's a very They did themselves dirty. They did themselves dirty. They deserve every single bit of this. (laughs) I think they... I don't know if it was their first league game, but I believe they lost to Hamburg recently, which is very funny yes it was a league game they lost 3-1 to hamburg which is the matchup of the two fallen giants of german football interesting okay okay all right two Um, topics i was hinting at is one 
is we spent a good chunk of last podcast talking about whether Ole Gunnar Solskjaer should be sacked if United don't perform next season. But United went ahead and offered him a new contract Ooh. for reasons unbeknownst to me. The second topic was a little bit more niche for football fans. If you're younger fans like me and Vikram, you'll likely have heard of the Pez video game series, Pro Evolution Soccer, or it used to be called Winning Eleven Soccer. Uh, Konami has announced that the Pez title is going away forever in favor of their new franchise called eFootball, which is a lot of things, really. None of it I don't really view as all that good, but it's at least a topic for football fans because of how prominent football video games are in the market, how popular football video games are in the market, and how popular Konami's competitor in the football video games market is. That's true. So where do you want to start? Let's okay. Let's. I really want to talk about uh, e football. I can't believe I can't call it Pez anymore because it's called e football. But uh, let's talk, let's talk about Ole first, and then let's sort of end end it off with the banger with the e football. <laughs> Why have United done this? Don't get me wrong. I I, think I, I still go ahead. I th- I think the context of it is very interesting. Because they've done it the moment that they've finally fully backed him in the transfer market, which shows that they have faith in him. Like, it fully shows that this is our guy, this is who we wanted, we've gone and gotten who we wanted, we're backing his plan. Which ultimately is all you really wanted United to do for the last several years, because up until now, they never really fully backed Ole. Well, if you want me to be honest, I don't think they backed... Well, no, let's, let's, no, no, I'm not going to say it. I was going to say gonna, they you, haven't No, backed, say it because you're right. They haven't backed any other managers at all? Besides exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I fair. Mean, yeah. No. They didn't. I don't think they backed Mourinho. I think Mourinho lost his job at United because of things under his own control rather than the board screwing him over. But well, well, there's, definitely, there's definitely a portion of the board screwing him over because he finished second, won a Europa League, and they reward him by signing a player that he didn't want. Granted, a lot of the downfall of him in Manchester United was because of the toxicity behind the scenes that was largely of his creation. But yeah. you can definitely look at them signing Fred from Shakhtar and saying that this genuinely isn't a player that Jose Mourinho wanted. This is Ed Woodward making a deal to make a deal rather than fully doing what his manager says they need to do. And in a football club that doesn't have a director of football structure that Manchester United didn't have up until they hired Darren Fletcher, you sort of have to back the manager, especially when the manager is as powerful and as well-connected as Jose Mourinho, and they never really did. But this is the first sign in a while, basically since Sir Alex Ferguson retired, that they're fully throwing their weight behind a guy. So it's good to see that. So it's good to see United finally... Maybe this is something to do with the fact that Edward Blood is no longer the one calling the shots. Well, I mean, you can maybe argue this was Edward Woodward's doing. Because he's still technically so? at the club. Because uh. this seems very short-sighted, and that seems to line up very much with what Edward Woodward with his modus operandi. Because the question about this is, it's not necessarily them backing Ole or not. It's, should they back Ole? 
because the last competitive football match that he managed was maybe the biggest upset in history of the Europa League. Them losing to Villarreal in penalties in a game that was not as much as largely of always fault as the Sevilla game the previous season, but was still always fault. The day mm. that he signed his new contract, they lost 4-2 to, to QPR in the preseason. Oh, wow. I, I mean, granted, it's a preseason game, but... It's the you same day? The very same day that they announced his contract extension, they lost 4-2 to QPR. Oh, God. I, you couldn't write scripts like that. <laughs> you no, really you can't, couldn't. bro. You can't, man. It's, it shows a tremendous... Not only did they stick with them in a summer where Zendine Zidane, Antonio Conte, etc. were on the market available not attached to clubs, but they've given them a longer contract. And I'm not really sure that he deserves it. I'm not really sure that he's done Anything, and I'm even con- including them finishing second next season, last season. Oh, next show season. That, hey. <laughs> if he if he finishes second next season, that will definitely go a long way in justifying his contract. Hey, but wait, wait, wait. I don't think he's done anything up to this point to justify how long how long of a contract did they sign him for? It's a three year it's three year contract. A three year extension. So he's there till 2024, right? Yeah. I don't really know what he's done to justify that. Well, let me break it down for you, man. My man has uh, given you the United Faithful uh, sense of nostalgia. You know, back to the old days. Actually, to be honest, I, 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 I you know, I can't even bullshit this, man. Like, I, I don't know why they've given him this contract. I'm, I'm <laughs> very puzzled. No, saying I, some absolute yeah. nonsense. It stopped yeah, immediately because no, you knew yeah, I was, I was going yeah. to respond. <laughs> Well, no, if, I, well, not due to that, like, I, I mean, I don't care that you respond to it because, like, the whole idea for it was banter, but the fact that I can't even banter about it because I, it's, it's puzzling. It's very puzzling. I don't understand why... This, this, yo, if anything, right, this should have been the... This season should have been the true witness test. They've given, they've given him Sancho, they've given him everything. Look at what he can do with what he's given. Give him a contract... Or rather, base your decision to give him a contract on the end at, at, at how things pan out for the rest of the season, and give him a new contract if he's done well at the end of the season. I mean, even then, you don't even necessarily need to do it at the end of the season. You could just wait until if if United are doing really well in December, and it looks like they're going to finish, you know, second or third, if they're about on that track, and it looks like they're doing really well in December. I think it's more rational to offer him that contract in December than it is now. I don't think yeah, it's fully Andrew. rational, but Yo. offering it to him now when the very last thing that he did was massively underachieve with a talented Manchester United team and lose a Europa League final to Villarreal. To offer him a contract when he has the only tangible thing that he has to show for his time in Manchester United was a quarterfinal in the Champions League the semi-final and a final in the Europa League and finishing second. Yeah. And really, you could boil down United finishing second not necessarily to how good United were, but to how bad Chelsea and Liverpool the rest of the were. Back. Yeah. Because we're going into next season with Chelsea and Liverpool potentially having a rebound year. There's no guarantee that Manchester United finishes in the top four. As much as we like Want to. what Manchester United are doing... Because obviously they're making very good moves, signing Rafael Varane and Jane Sancho. 
there's no necessary guarantee that they finish in the top four next season. Even with signing those two players. And that, that's largely just throwing things up to fate and saying, you know, anything can still happen. The top four is so evenly split and Leicester are such a good fifth team there that, you know, a ball bouncing three meters outside of a goal versus inside of a goal can make the difference between Manchester United being in the Champions League next season or not. Mm. Which might be unfair on Ole, but at the same time, you're giving a long-term contract to a manager who hasn't won anything in Manchester United. I'm not going to deny it. Like, yeah, I don't understand why. Yeah, no. Like I said, man, I'm, I'm with you on this. I, I, I don't understand the rationale behind this move. I really don't. Maybe, now that I think about it, it might have been Ed Woodward after all. <laughs> it sounds like something you really do. <laughs> right? It really is, right? Like, mate. Okay. I mean, directors of football aren't necessarily fully in control of who the manager of the football club is because it's more a, a cooperative relationship rather than the director of football being over the manager. But it that would at least leave it to Ed Woodward or whoever is filling Ed Woodward's position if he's already, you know, sitting on a beach in Bali somewhere enjoying his retirement yeah. stipend. Yeah. It doesn't... It just doesn't make all that much sense to me. Now, Ole could, you know, prove everyone wrong. He could end up being an actual good manager and not the gym teacher of the past that Manchester United finished second and go to the semifinal of the Champions League or something like that, but... Mm-hmm. It seemed like so many times last season, United were simply better because of the talent that was there rather than being a whole versus a whole being the sum of their parts rather than just the parts being good. That's actually a fair point. Oh, yes. And hmm, me, I don't know, bro. I think. The only reason why I've given him this contract is because maybe he's a popular figure in the dressing room. And or I think that's a very want... valid point. It is, I mean, right? To, to flip the board around here and to try and justify it here, you're not going to get another Sir Alex Ferguson coming out of the woodworks who's going to come to Manchester United immediately piece things together and turn Manchester United into a superpower again. Just off of the back of incredible charisma and tactical nous. Like, there's no other Sir Alex Ferguson that you're going to be able to sign. So, if you're looking at the stock of managers available, yes, Antonio Conte has won things in the past. Yes, Zinedine Zidane has won a lot of things in the past. Assuming that Zinedine Zidane would be willing to take another job that isn't the France job. If, you know, we're putting aside those rumors that that is his dream job. But if he was willing to take the Manchester United job, it's hard to turn down his resume. But at the same time, in Ola, you have someone that, I hate this argument, but I'm still going to use it, gets the Premier League. He gets Manchester United. He's able to communicate with the players in the dressing room. He apparently has a good relationship with the players in the dressing room. And at least, you can question his tactical knowledge, but he at least, for the, more often than not, puts his players in positions to succeed. And those seem like very small things, but those are very important when it comes to running a team, especially at the highest level. It, it's, it's very true and I mean I guess sort of uh, adding on to uh, the fact that you know players get along with him and players also look up to him especially you know like the youth academy boys because you know they probably grew up watching Ole actually no maybe I take that back you know some of these people are pretty young so I don't know whether they were like 
you know, they would, would be watching the conscience. tail end of Solly's career. Probably <laughs> it, the it, end at the oldest, career. they would be watching the tail end of Solskjaer. <laughs> many of these players, many of these players were born after Solskjaer scored his goal against Bayern Munich. That's true. Hey, yeah, that's, that's very true. But even in his final season, you know, man was, you know, was lighting it up alongside Henry Glass. And I remember that, right? I remember that old <laughs> duo striker up there, like that uh, buggy played up front during cup games. On loan, Henry Glass and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. It's really and amazing Benjamin. to me. The more I think about it, the more amazing it is just how much Sir Alex Ferguson got out of Manchester, got out of these ridiculous Manchester United teams. <laughs> Yo, you know, like, you remember Rins' articles on, like, <laughs> the average. weirdest lineups he played, yeah, exactly. Right, he's able to win with you know John O'Shea as a midfielder, with the with Fabio and Rafael as attacking wingers. The, the team that he played that put eight past Arsenal, like it's yo, it's baffling. Yeah. Man. Yeah, Tom cleverly plays in that team, man. Ashley Young, hey. <laughs> Ashley Young looked like Messi. Yo, Ashley Young, man with his finesse shots in his early days at United. But you know you're right. The thing is, is Ole so Alex? No, but we do. We can't replace Alex because he's irreplaceable, like you said. I guess you know, like as with any freaking thing that we discuss, and I always say this, but I, it makes sense. Time will tell. All right, time will tell whether or not United have made a previous mistake because they could have gone in for another manager. I don't think. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see anyone else that could fit that United. Uh, yes, but I think that's. I think that's a good point. I think going back to what you said about you're not going to find another Sir Alex. Maybe this is a sign that United have sort of accepted that that they're not oh, willing to cut loose the moment things go wrong because they're to... looking for instant gratification because things have gone mm-hmm. wrong multiple times under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. There are multiple times when he probably would have lost his job. Yeah, multiple times. <laughs> but this at least shows that, you know, United recognize that there's no quick fix button. They're not going to get back to what they were hiring and firing managers. They're not going to get back to what they were in a short amount of time. They're at least showing that Ole is doing something good. Like he's doing something right, and they're willing to ride that out over the long term and see maybe this turns into something. Maybe this turns into something sustainable with the young players that are coming through that could maybe be influential in the first team next season, could maybe not, but at least there's a trajectory. I think we said this before. I think I said this before to you after the Villarreal game where Mm -hmm. even despite his failures, United under Ole are going in a direction at a pace. The real question is, are they going in the right direction at the right pace? That was largely the question around Liverpool when Brendan Rodgers was there. Brendan Rodgers had Liverpool going in a direction at a pace. But Liverpool actively recognized that they can go at a quicker pace in a more right direction. That's why they got rid of Brendan Rodgers and hired Jurgen Klopp. And that was the right decision. Now, does that circumstance exist with Manchester United right now? Maybe, maybe, maybe. not. Only time would tell. Yeah. But yeah. that this is going to be a summer that we're going to look back to in Manchester United should the outcome of this Ole experiment, because that's what it is, an experiment. 
succeed or fail. This is either going to be the point where United say, this is our guy for the long haul and we're going to back him. And if United go on and win under Ole in the future, this is going to be the moment where things change. If United go on in the future and fail under Ole, this is going to be the point where he said, we could have cut Ole off very easily right here and hired Zendin Zidane, who's won multiple Champions Leagues, hired Antonio Conte, who has won multiple league titles, and maybe got closer to winning. This is sort of the fork in the road moments, and only time is going to tell how we look back on this moment mm. and think about it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I guess it's the United fan now that everything is uh, being thrown out there in this discussion, right? Very, very uh, reflective mood, I say. I would say. No, I'm in a reflective mood right now. It's only the right man. Yes, and Yeah, no. this, this no, really got me more thought-provoked than I intended for it to be when I texted you about it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's, yeah, I know, but it's, it's an important question to ask, I guess. You know, in, in so, I mean, the this long is run, the biggest club in English football. This is the most pivotal right. moment in the history of the biggest club in English football since Sir Alex Ferguson retired. I would say right. that. And yeah, you're right. Not only the biggest club in English football, but probably the biggest club in the world. And I'm, I'm meaning that from a supporter standpoint, as opposed to the quality of the club. Yeah, you know the quality I mean? of the club. That's what I'm trying. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm sorry, Manchester United fans. It's Real Madrid. It's true. It's true. I mean, yeah, can't deny that. But yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, let's continue this this discussion in our next podcast for sure. But I think it's it's high time we discuss about you know something other than physical football. You know, for for once we're actually talking about you know video games, not just any video game, a video game that's not FIFA. <laughs> I mean, the, you can't have a discussion about Pez without having a discussion about FIFA. Oh, true, but you know, they're, central, they're like, joined. They're joined at the hip at this point. Right, okay, that's fair. That's fair. What I'm trying to say is that you know, the central focus, all right, of this uh, topic will be on eFootball. I still can't believe it's not called Pez anymore, man. What an end! It's still so wild, even with <laughs> like. Pez has obviously declined in quality massively over the years. It's no longer the best football game out there that it was in the early to mid-2000s when it was just miles better than FIFA. But it's still sort of so generationally connected to football because of basically everyone our age's memories of playing the old Pez games. Yeah. And now that namesake is gone for eFootball, which is, I guess when it comes to not just football video games, but the wider scale of the video game market in general is a very interesting, I guess, experiment. Because basically what they're doing is it is one free-to-play download game. This game is connected through all sort of gaming mediums. So... It's the same game on PlayStation, same game on Xbox, same game on computer, and it's also the same game on Apple and Android. Which is rad if you think about it, actually. It's, I believe it's the only game of its kind that is doing this. Yeah. Where one game is linked through all you know, available gaming platforms right now, where you could get on this game on your iPhone and play someone on a PlayStation. So 
so and I could technically play uh, Kim, who uses uh, his iPhone to play best. And yeah, I, you could. Yeah. And I think, oh, damn. on one hand, it's, well, to, to give you the full background of this game, it is a completely free-to-play game. Well, the main mode in the game is completely free-to-play. The main game mode is, you know, player versus player. You pick a team, I pick a team. We play football. Yeah. Unfortunately, due to um, the rights empire that has become EA Sports and FIFA 21, there are only 10 teams available. What? Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Juventus, <laughs> Man United, Arsenal, Corinthians, Flamengo, Sao Paulo, River Plate. No, I'm sorry. There's only nine teams available. At least based on what I'm looking at right now, this could be completely wrong. But on the graphic that um, Konami released, announcing sort of like the roadmap of what eFootball was going to be, mm-hmm. the head-to-head game mode picture that it shows shows those nine team badges, which makes me think those are the only nine teams in the game. Whoa. Which, Whoa. conveniently, those are the nine teams that have partnerships with Pez. So, because of how aggressive EA has been with partnerships for FIFA, they've apparently lost basically all their rights. Though I'm surprised so, Roma's not in there because Roma has a partnership with Pez. Yeah, this is the thing, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I was just going to quickly add this. Recently, right, I didn't realize this, but I wanted to try a career mode on FIFA because I had free time on my hands. And I was thinking to myself, what would be interesting? I was like, you know what? I want to try to bring a team into Serie A from the Italian second division. So I tried. Not I thought my game glitched it. out. Yeah, bro, I thought my game glitched out, man. I was like, why am I not able to like go to Serie B? What's it's, this? It's not there. Wh- how? Why? It's not yeah, there. Was, because because of um rights. Because Konami of has it, right? rights. And yeah, I think Konami has it. But yeah, that's why like Juventus isn't there. That's why they're um, Piemonte Calcio in FIFA. That's why Roma is now, I think they're called um, Capitale or something. Because Pez has oh. the rights to both of those teams. Yo, Roma's called Roma FC, bro. Roma <laughs> FC, yeah. I forgot what it was called, but yeah. <laughs> because um, Pez has the rights to both of those teams. I don't think they still have the Camp Nou in FIFA because Pez has the rights to it. They didn't have Borussia Dortmund Stadium. And Pez for a little, and FIFA for a little bit because Pez had the rights to it. This is basically mm. what you know football video games has become. That's why, like, for those of us who play Football Manager, which me and Vikram both play Football Manager, that's why true. there's a lot of players that don't have faces. That's why there's a lot of teams that don't have actual badges because Pez doesn't. Because um, Sega, who do Football Manager, don't have the rights to them because most of them belong to EA. <sighs> But to sort of like continue on what eFootball is, the free game mode is the head-to-head, you know, you pick a team, I pick a team, we play. That is apparently cross-playable around all, um, will will eventually be cross-platform around all the platforms that can have this game. So all consoles, PC, and handhelds. Which is mind-blowing, but seems like it could mess up very quickly. But... Everything else that is in the game is not free to play. You would have to pay for each other game mode as an add-on. So they have like their version of Ultimate Team, which will be a paid add-on. They have 
Um, I think there's a career mode option, maybe. But I'm not sure that would be an add-on. Um, basically, like all the game modes that aren't the you know main head-to-head mode are add-ons. There's like a match pass, which like if you play Call of Duty or Fortnite, you're gonna or Fall Guys or a game like that, you know, you know, as you play more, you get experience and you unlock other things. Basically, it is a very drummed down version of what EA offers in FIFA, but I think they're going at the sort of mindset of it's completely free to play. There's no longer you have to pay 59 bucks a year for each new version. It's just completely free to play from now until the end of time. And it gives you the option to pay for what you actually want to play versus paying for FIFA and playing like one or two game modes and not touching the rest of the game. Hmm. So on one hand, it can be viewed as, you know, this bold experiment of them trying to outdo FIFA at their own game, of them trying to innovate themselves ahead of FIFA in the sense that they're a- they're making their game entirely free to play and they're giving a lot more control to the consumer versus what EA gives them. But on the other hand, it can sort of be a sign of them waving the white flag, knowing that they're probably never going to catch EA simply because of how rich EA sports are how basically EA owning all the rights to all the games and EA basically at this point cornering the market on football video games. That's insane. And regardless, it is the end of a brand in the football world that has been emblematic with the sport for at least the last two decades. Yeah, it's true. It was trending on Twitter, I think the day it was announced, RIP Pez, and people were just reminiscing of the old, you know, AC Milan teams in the early 2000s who had all the fake names, all the fake (laughs) names in general of, (laughs) um, you know, all the players that they didn't have rights to, but they still included in the game. Um, Adriano, when he was AC Milan, or Inter Milan, excuse me, I should definitely not get those teams mixed up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who was the Pez legend with, I think it was him and Obafemi Martins. Oh, and all the good man, It's 99 sprint speed, bro. I'll never forget that, man. Oh. Yo. Well, I mean, uh, okay, curious question here. What was your first winning? You played winning 11 instead of Pez, right? I did not play winning 11. By the time I started playing football video games, it was Pez. It was Pez and FIFA. Bro, I you my first ever football video game was winning eleven eight. It was like way back, man, two thousand four, I think. And that was uh, like I back then FIFA's graphics were bad. <laughs> Let's just say that, all right? Yeah. So and but by the time as you know, like we come to FIFA towards I think towards the twenty tens, that's when you see that huge disparity. Not huge disparity, or the FIFA catching up and sort of overtaking uh, PES, winning 11. PES, I guess, you know. I always refer refer to the game series as winning 11, because that's what I grew up with, but yeah, PES. It's kind of mad, thinking about it now, huh? I don't know, maybe it's because of what you did to me with Ole, you know, everything sort of... (laughs) <laughs> now you're just reminiscing about <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, just every life, yo. <laughs> what have you done? Why did you do this to me? I get people you know, thinking. What can I say? What to do? What to do? But yeah, I, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what what happens uh, moving forward for sure. 
I hope they can but, still be competitive in the market because God knows FIFA needs a competitor. They're swacking. They are. Hey, you. You're not wrong there, bro. Not wrong at all. All right. Anything else? I think that is it. All right. So I guess to round things up, you know, we talked a lot about transfers that, uh, you know, surprisingly weren't about United and Everton. I mean, we did touch on both teams, but you know, you guys had your fair share of non-United Everton uh, transfer news, especially the non-United stuff. Because I know in recent episodes we've talked a lot about United. I'm not saying that we didn't talk a lot about United this episode. More diversity for sure. Um, what can we talk- say? Your team keeps giving us things to talk about. What to do? They man. keep hey. wanting to butt themselves into the headlines of the story <laughs> for the right and wrong reasons. Uh, we also discussed a lot about uh, Singapore Premier League. We then, you know, touched on very, very uh, thought-provoking questions that I'm still sort of thinking about in my head and reflecting. It's very, very uh, zen, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel very introspective right now. Is Ovi the right man? What happened to pro evolution football? Or soccer, rather. Pass. I And, I mean... Before that, we also touched a bit on whether Ole deserved his three-year contract. You know, lots that we discussed. Lots for me to um, edit and package so that you guys don't listen to three of, three hours of us talking in one shot. Because I know no one wants to do that. <laughs> Alright. Uh, but, you know, stay tuned for next week where we, we discuss more transfer dealings. Uh, we might, may not, we may... Um, do a Premier League preview next week it might be the week after really depends on when the Premier League is starting when is the Premier League starting Jack? I will google that right now I believe it's like mid-August ah, so August 13th August 13th is the first game still, so we still have plenty of time still have plenty of time and on top of that you know we'll discuss the Singapore Premier League as usual and who knows? Maybe some interesting transfer development happens. Maybe United sign Wilfred Ndidi. A man can dream and a man can hope, alright? Before you say anything, Jack, I know, alright? Before we go, is the final thought of the day. Congratulations to Rangers for beating Real Madrid 2-1 today. It pains me to say this, but... Congratulations, Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard football club. They outshot them 21 to 5. Yo, who the hell did Real Madrid play, man? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? No, I need to think was at- Lunin, Marcelo, Nacho, Victor Schust, uh, Odrizola, Isco, some dude named Blanco, which is the most Spanish name I've ever seen, Odegaard, Rodrigo, Yonish <laughs> Vasquez. So still a pretty good team. Yo, you know, this, yo, they had, whoa. Well, I guess Nacho had a red card. Maybe that. Rangers were, I mean, both the Rangers, well, the first Rangers goal came before um, Nacho's red card. Rangers were McGregor, Barsic, Hellander, Goldson, Tavernier, Haji, Davis, Lundstrom. Is that John Lundstrom? John Lundstrom plays for Rangers now? Yeah, from... uh... FPL god (laughs) John Lundstrom. Yeah, from Sheffield. He he moved over, I think, this season, right? Oh, like he's trying to endure, right? I think so, yeah. Interesting. Wow. 
Well, right. you guys are going to do some stuff next season, aren't they? <laughs> Probably, man. Celtic need to, uh, you know, raise the game as well in order to remain competitive. And they're going to do that by selling Alton Edward. <laughs> Maybe they can use the funds from the transfer to, you know, purchase another PSG boy. I don't know. I saw I saw what PSG's um percentage of the transfer fee deal was. They might not get a lot back from this. Oh really? It'd be funny. Yeah, if, uh, I, uh, it's it's something to talk about for another day because he's yeah, still a sure. player right now. For sure, for sure. All right, if that if that move happens, we'll, we'll discuss it in, in detail. Until then, guys. All right, this has been Vikram, and this has been Jack. All right, this and we are the Soccer Kaki's podcast. All right, take care. Tune in next week and see you guys. Bye, y'all.